Hello, just me today, uh, but I got a few news stories, uh, starting with TP-Link smart bulbs. They're apparently the number one smart bulb to purchase if you want a smart bulb for whatever reason you might. And apparently the way they work is by connecting to your Wi-Fi network. And they made a variety of cryptographic errors so people can deauthenticate the bulb and then catch the handshake of authentication, uh, intercept it to get a session key, impersonate the bulb, and then find your Wi-Fi password. Um, so there's a cute demonstration, and it's not clear whether they patched the bulbs. The uh, article at Bleeping Computer says the authors say they told the manufacturers and they said they would patch them, but it's not clear if that's happened yet, which I imagine it probably can't happen in a hurry because there's usually no way to patch a light bulb once you bought it, I would think. There's probably no way to push out an update. Um, at best, so user would have to log into the light bulb and run some kind of firmware upgrade, and I highly doubt that anybody's going to do that. That's the huge problem with Internet of Things devices. Anyway, it's nice to hear they just made a variety of elementary uh, security flaws, like there's a shared secret that's not strong enough, and you can get it by just uh, decompiling the app and so on. So, you know, it's uh, as one would expect, as we've been saying about the Internet of Things devices all along, it's just sort of sloppily and hastily made with people putting in cryptography that don't understand how to do it right, which is why I just started my cryptography class last night, and I was telling the students that, you know, I'm not here to go into the math and develop new cryptographic algorithms. We're just here to show you how to correctly use the algorithms that are out there, because most people don't know how to do that, and they implement them foolishly and do not gain the benefits they should from cryptography. So it's just learning how to use the existing tools correctly that's required. Chrome is adding a feature that will warn you about known malicious extensions. This is sort of horrible that this wasn't there all along. And by the way, I don't think it is still there in Android, that if they find a malicious extension, or for that matter, a malicious Android app, and they remove it from the store, they don't notify the people that have already installed it to take it off, which it seems like they ought to. And apparently now they're going to finally do that for Chrome, although I don't think they have any way to do it for Android. Um, and I had a, was very pleased to see this article uh, at redops.at talking about how to sneak an interpreter past endpoint uh, protection systems. And I did a project years ago sneaking um, Python code past Norton antivirus and other antivirus products. And at that time, I could just use an old trick that was very simple. And these guys also use a very simple trick. What they do is they XOR encode the interpreter payload, which is very simple, and then they move it from the text section to a data section. So the manifest, and give it a proper manifest file, so it looks like legitimate code, and the um, none of the code areas have suspicious permissions like read, write, and execute all turned on, and all it does is load it from the data section into another section and run it. So it's a simple bypass, and it works. And it looks like it'll make a good project. I think probably next time I do the malware analysis class would be a good time to add that project in, where they already have quite a few projects where they manipulate uh, portable executables playing with the sections. There's a study from Japan where they uh, gave kept track of which small children were given uh, smartphones and tablets to play with very early in life. 
like um, around age two, and they discovered that that's bad for them, which I guess you might have guessed that if they have um, one hour up to four hours or more on a tablet, then they do not develop communication and speaking skills as quickly because obviously they're spending time on the tablet instead of spending time trying to talk to people. And one thing which uh, it makes me think of is thinking about watching little children talk. They talk this baby talk that nobody can understand but their mother and such. It's actually probably quite unpleasant and difficult the way they try to communicate with people. Um, it's probably something they would rather avoid. So uh, giving them a distraction probably is a pleasant alternative. It must be frustrating to try to say something and nobody can understand you. And you listen to humans talk and you try to make those words and your mouth is not coordinated enough to make those words. Um, now I'm thinking about what time I've seen of babies. I think they are struggling and working hard, like a caterpillar trying to crawl out of their chrysalis. They're, they're going through a unpleasant activity there, which they would probably rather avoid, but they really have to go through. Uh, I used to live with a, a handicapped fellow, and one of the things that happened in his childhood is they figured out that um, children with physical handicaps that are raised at home are not forced to overcome them, and they put him in a sort of cruel environment where you'd be forced to do things for yourselves for yourself. And although that had psychological consequences, it did improve his physical ability to do things. So it reminds me of this. Um, if for educational purposes, young people are sometimes required to do difficult or unpleasant things. And uh, just playing a video game would probably be more fun, but less valuable. And the last one I was pleased to see is that Microsoft is adding Python to Excel, which certainly would please me. I would much rather write a Python script than hunt through a bunch of Excel stupid functions and find the function that do what I want. Now they're adding it in. However, the way they're adding it in is a little disturbing. They're sending all your code up to the cloud, doing the computation there and sending the results back down, which would seem to me to have privacy implications. Uh, seems like a very strange way to do it. But anyway, um, at least you'll be able to add Python scripts to your Excel workbooks, which should make them more powerful. Um, as usual at Microsoft, they're probably uh, implementing it in a foolish way, but, but you know, it's nice to see a new feature. And as you can see, I feel better. I finally had a negative COVID test, so I'm going to resume face-to-face -face instruction tonight. I've got several students uh, waiting for this anxiously because they don't have any good computers at home and they want to use the computers in the lab. So I'll be there starting tonight and from now on. So that's it for this one. And I'll have another one on Friday.